Welcome everyone to Being Experiential Podcasting. This is a super extra episode. We have our very first pussy panel. First, our first meeting for our book club. So welcome, ladies. Yay. They're welcome. quietly watching. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hi. They're remembering Hello. they have to unmute themselves for a second. <laughs> I'm excited that I have my co-host with me, Bethany Evans, and we're going to be guiding this conversation about the book that Bethany chose, Pussies, a reclamation. Yes. I'm super excited to actually see this come to life because I, it was something, it was just an idea I had. And I love that Aaron was actually like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm really excited to see where it goes. And I love seeing all the women who I've recommended the book to actually get something out of it and yeah, hearing what exactly everyone has gotten out of it and how they've applied it to their life so far or not or will. So yeah, so this is definitely a pre-book reading. So we all know some of you, listen, listeners, some of these people have already finished the book. Some have read parts of the book. We're all over the place where we are in the book. But the key to the intention behind us pulling a panel together was we wanted to have a conversation with a collection of women who had different experiences both in their past, both with where they're stuck, where they've had breakthroughs. And it's all with the intention of being shoulder to shoulder, sharing and understanding our own pussies and the collective pussy and how we're viewed outside of ourselves. So um, it is a deep honor that all of you said yes, being courageous, because how often do you get to be on a podcast talking about your pussy? Right. Who gives you permission to say it? Ever. Yes. We don't even give ourselves permission to say it. <laughs> no, in my house, they're like, are you doing the pussy panel? Is Are you starting the pussy panel? Like it is now so like pussy, 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 pussy. I'm like, wow, that's, that's a breakthrough. Yeah, totally. All right, I so say just the word for sure. It's just a breakthrough. So first let's have everyone introduce themselves um, and say your age, if you don't mind sharing your age. <laughs> I just, as I read that, I was like, I don't know if people are actually going to want to share, but if you don't want to, it's okay. So who wants to start? Uh, My name's Megan. Uh, I'm 25. Yay. Hi, Megan. Hi. My name's Caitlin and I'm also 25. At the front door. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Maida and I'm 36. Yay, my dad. I'm MJ and I'm 47. Yee. I'm Kathleen and I'm 70. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> you look amazing. For full Woo. disclosure, Kathleen is my mother. So as I've been told a hundred thousands of times, I picked the like whatever karma I had built up in my last life to get the mom I have. I'm super lucky because I was like, mom, you want to join us? And she's like, sure. (laughs) And then nothing like having a pussy conversation on a podcast with your daughter. So thank you, mom, for joining us and being 70, right? Well, yeah, it'll, (laughs) it'll be a certain perspective. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's needed. Yeah. I think your mom would be proud. I think grandma would be proud that you were doing this. What do you think? She, oh, she totally would. Yeah. She right, was well, ahead of if, her time. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, what about you, Aaron? Oh, How old I'm are you. I'm 45 and I'm Aaron. Okay. <laughs> and I too am proud of my mother. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm I know Bethany, Bethany and I'm 33. I'm actually going to be 34 next in the, when's my, when's the 21st? Is that next week? Next week. Of Jan- oh, you're like the first day? Like the second. Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. I'll probably be bringing up signs because I don't know how not to. So just FYI. <laughs> um, okay. So first question we have for you ladies. And it's really popcorn. So just respond as you know, you feel it is why did you say yes to this panel? Like when you got texted, Hey, you want to be in a pussy panel and be in a pussy book club? What had you say? Sure. I, well, okay, I'll go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go, uh, mama. No <laughs> well, I, we talked today, but um, because I decided I really want to be more of a yes, just kind of jump in because I'm pretty good at yes. But when Aaron asked me, I was like, okay, just say yes. And I'm like, oh God, pussy. Oh, okay. And I thought, but you know what? At the end of this, I'll be really glad I'm doing it. But yeah, (laughs) I've told a couple (laughs) friends that I'm doing this and I'm in a book club and they go, really? What are you reading? I said, oh, pussy reclamation. Oh, Uh, okay. (laughs) No one has to join? No questions or anything? Just, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't ask me to join. Uh, Anyway, that's why. That's That's awesome, right? You only live once. My mom probably like an hour before I asked her, was like, you know what? Telling my dad, I'm a yes. I'm going to be a yes to life. And she's like, God damn it, Tom. Look at the first request I get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mel, you were um, you were going to say something, MJ? Um, yeah, I'm a rebellious little shit by nature. So anytime you tell me I can take back a word that people don't like, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do it because I, I think we should own words. Words shouldn't own all us. And um, I was in a space where I was stuck. And it just felt like it was going to shake a few things loose. Mm. That's nice. I love the timing. Maida, did you say you you were moving? So I'm going to jump on you. Yeah. So I said yes, because I was invited. And just as you bring up signs, I'm going to bring up human design. So (laughs) my human design is to respond to invitations from the universe. So I was like, all right, cool. Also, Bethany and Aaron have uh, never led me astray with their invitations. They might lead me in places I didn't expect, but it's never astray. So I, uh, <laughs> I was like, absolutely, I'm on board. Oh, good. What that. about you, Caitlin? That's, um, I agree. When Aaron texted me, I was like, you know, Aaron's the one who introduced me to Brene Brown. She got me into astrology. She's really helped me like find my path these last couple of years. So I was like, all right, I'm in. Um, and then also I've just been, I'm a Gemini with an Aquarius rising and everyone's been telling me 2021 is your year. You got to open up. You have to be vulnerable and like willing to do things you usually wouldn't do. So when Aaron texted me, I was like, all right, well, this is something I definitely wouldn't usually do. <laughs> I would love to do it. <laughs> My hope is one day you're in a court and you're arguing something and you quote the book. That would be like, <laughs> you know what? La, la, la. And I'd be like, yes. No, oh I, w- I, like, Listen, I want her to put her hand down and ask, yeah. yes. what do you want me? 
put your hand there's, there. There's put a your point. Hand. The, let me consult. Let me consult with there's my a, team. <laughs> there's a point in the book where you get to say, "Ask your pussy what she wants," and I and so I could love that. I would love it became like, "Hold on, I need a moment. Let me take a yes. little moment break," and put her hand on her crotch. We're like, "Oh yes, yay!" She says yes. She yes. She says yes. We go. We concur. Oh, that would be so awesome. Oh, so good. All right, Miss Megan, what had you say yes? Um, well, since we're bringing up signs tonight, I, being a Scorpio, have always been just really passionate about sex, specifically sex education and factual sex education and, and the empowerment that women can receive from having factual and honest conversations about it. And uh, so I was really excited with the opportunity to be able to talk about it with with all of you and um, be able to contribute to setting an example for having an open dialogue about the female experience and about sex. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. I, it's funny because Scorpios sometimes don't want to be public. So I was like, well, Megan, want to? And you were like, yeah. I was like, well, that was easy. <laughs> okay. We have a really deep question. This is okay. This is like real honest, everyone. Don't bullshit us. <laughs> when you read the title, of the book, especially the first word. Tell us your first thought. And we might call it, if, if I call it anyone, it's just because to move it along. But Caitlin, I feel like is already moving her face into that she had a first thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was going to be all about like sexual liberation and not also about just like feminine power. Um, mm. So I was surprised when I started reading the introduction and I was like, oh, Okay, this is cool. You thought you were having sexual liberation. When you saw the title, you thought sexual liberation. Yeah, I thought my boyfriend wasn't going to be happy about me talking about this podcast. <laughs> well, that's funny, though. It's interesting you say that, though. So, like, what, is pe- what do you think when you think sexual liberation is like, you know, what? I don't Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. All right, mom, I'm really curious because my mom, we were, we had a brief conversation. She's so sweet. She was like, can I disagree? I'm like, oh yeah, totally. You could disagree. So mom, you're 70 years old. Yes. You get a book. Hey, you want to be part of a book club? And the first word's pussy. You thought. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Like sexual liberation fuck or like, oh shit. Like, oh, oh, I hate this word. I hate. (laughs) Trump ruined this word for me. And I was like, okay. So I was like, oh. we gotta take it back, ladies. We gotta take it back. I know. So yeah. And then reclamation, I was like, okay, that saved a little bit. And so I was like, all right, all right, I'm in. And I have no doubt the universe really uh wants me to be here. So but my first thought was, oh god damn it. <laughs> Why, Aaron? Actually, it was Aaron. God damn it. <laughs> I love that the first thought was you, Aaron. It really was Aaron. The first thought yes. in my head was, damn it, Aaron. Damn it, Aaron. What yeah. are you getting me into? That's right. <laughs> well, thank you for saying yes. Because I think that was, did anyone else have a similar thought as my mom? Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I, Megan, I think Megan did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, what was yours, Megan, before we get well, to... And, and Bethany had a conversation and I had a conversation about this and I don't think I really was able to communicate why I didn't like the word well, but uh-huh. Aaron, as we were talking about it this morning, I just like the, the word pussy 
is like the word panties to me or like the word moist for some people sorry <laughs> listeners if you don't like that word like, it's not because moist. of some like pa- yeah that just it's not because of a patriarchal you know because it's a derogatory term it's just nails on a chalkboard to me <laughs> just that it just sounds like you're getting hit in the face <laughs> and so I've never I've never been been partial to it uh and I just hearing the book I just figured it was just another self-help book that really doesn't actually give quality information just kind of the blanket just like oh female empowerment yay and fortunately as I started reading more of it uh I I I was I was proved wrong I tell you anything if I'm recommending anything to anybody it's not fluffy surface level shit (laughs) because I don't do that stuff at all so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that you saw it's that too. <laughs> deep dive. Yeah. All right. Maida, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I was exactly. like, oh, of course Bethany would recommend a book that's titled Pussy. So uh, I was, I was, I was intrigued and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to reading it. Intrigued. Okay. All right. What'd you get? What'd you get, MJ? I, I honestly don't recall having much of a reaction at all. It was just like, oh, okay. But really? Yeah, I mean I it doesn't but pussy doesn't bother me. Neither but does think- fuck or shit or cocks. I mean those words don't bother me. You either give them power or you don't. So <laughs> I don't empower words. I only I will fight for words that hurt someone. Mm-hmm. I will fight for to take back those words or take them out of a vocabulary. But other than that, it's just a word. You either you give it power or you don't. So Mm-hmm. so true what so you- enlightened it is right it's like yeah just, thought- just rise above that shit right there <laughs> <laughs> i think the women's march well first for me vagina monologues gave me back the word so mom and my mom and i saw it what like 12 years ago we went yeah, long time ago a group of like what's cool about my mom and i we like my friends always want to be her friends so we kind of end up sharing friends and as no one can see as listeners, everyone who knows my mom is shaking their head like, yeah, yeah, I want to be your mom, Kathleen's friend. She, um, and that's when I first took the word back, but I took it back like it didn't trigger me. However, I didn't use it. It was more the women's march. And when my daughter, we did the women's march in the pussycaps, right? That they made and we were wearing, when she started owning it age like 11, I was like, huh. And I was proud of her for not like, it's, you know, I get to decide what this is. And I was like, oh, okay. And then pink who, um, I borrow from MJ cause she loves her is she talked about like when people insult people, like calling each other pussies, she's like, listen, if you want to talk about being strong, say pussy and amazing and ability to bounce back. If you want to be an ass, if you want to insult someone, call them a ball sack. Cause really that does nothing. And I was like, oh yeah. So then I would just for me, once the book came along, I was a little more empowered, but if I was a few years ago, I don't know how, I think I'd be somewhere between like my mom and Megan of like, uh, mm, mm. Bethany. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of am similar <laughs> to MJ. I didn't really have a charge around it because mm-hmm. I guess I used the word in conversations more so with men, but, um, and, but I was on already on a journey of like healing my feminine energy and wanting to feel more empowered in my sexual, my sexual energy. So it was kind of just like timely for me and my coach had recommended it and I trusted her. So I was like, this must be, and immediately like, I can feel when something is like for me. So I was like, 
I just wanted to read it. I didn't really care about the title at the time, but then the more I did, I realized how important it was or like how, how much people do put, you know, on that word emotions or meaning or what, whatnot. So, yeah. I wonder what kind of fight she had with her publicist or her editor. To <laughs> oh, no, yeah. right? I bet she had to fight for that title. Probably. Yeah, I think she probably. I wouldn't be surprised. And that's something I don't know. If someone has the book, when was it published? Because I'm listening um, to an audible. So anyone who wants to be part of the book club, you can read it. You can listen to it. 2016. 2016. Yeah, 2016. 2016. Wow. Okay. So that's that was recent. Four to five years ago. That's pre the Women's March, right? Like that's it's interesting. Okay. Before uh, Trump so used it, it, so it was hours before it <laughs> was <yeah>. his. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's always been hours. And it's published by Hay House, so yeah. I, I would hope they didn't give her too much shit mm-hmm. about it. I, I doubt it. They mm-hmm. put a lot of stuff out there that definitely other publishers would be like, why are you doing that? So Exactly. And as really you read the book, sh- she'll acknowledge, oh, sorry, Megan, what were you saying? She made a really good point in, I think it's the first chapter, the second chapter about why she chose that mm-hmm. word. Yeah. Uh, that made a really good case for it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like so that I disagree too. with her, her uh, thoughts on the word cunt. Cause I think that's just a beautiful word. <laughs> I like that word too. <laughs> do you like the word cunt? I do. Oh. Why do you two like the Gorgeous. word cunt? I use it all the time too. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. easier to say. It's like succinct cunt. Whereas I, I could see Megan's point about pussy. It's like, it's a little bit like, I don't know. I don't know what the, I, I, I understand the feeling. I don't have words mm-hmm. for it. But cunt is just like cunt. <laughs> like, yeah, it feels, <laughs> pussy feels like softer to me than cunt. Mm-hmm. Like I feel for stronger sure. when I say the word cunt mm-hmm. than uh-huh. when I say pussy. Or like masculine probably like, I don't know. And the etymology of the word cunt literally means life and the portal between the spiritual and the physical and, and the feminine. And so it just, it feels good in your mouth like a cunt does. So (laughs) how can you not love it? (laughs) I didn't know that about it. I mean, I I was trying to remember, but I think, so cunt means, can you say that again, Megan? Because I think it's a really good thing because FYI, as you read the book, for a lot of us did, but the second time we meet, we're really going to dive into this conversation of language and what the words mean. But I feel like part of the book is a reclamation means to reclaim, right? To take it back. And you saying cunt, like, actually, did you know that the definition means this? Kind of gives all of us a chance to listen like, wait, wait, what could I, do I want to take that word back or do I want to not have it? So what is it? Can you break, can you say that again? So uh, she, she goes into it in the book, which I can see Bethany's looking it up probably. Right look, yeah. uh, <laughs> Frantically. So. She's like, no, I want to know. Cause I was like, is that in there? Cause I missed it. It is. She talks about it right about the time when she talks about why she chose the word mm. pussy for the book instead of any other word that she could have possibly chosen like Yoni or womb or mm-hmm. Um, cunt um, vagina uh, and and don't like that word (laughs) well and a lot of people use vagina incorrectly too only about 44 percent of of, uh, americans are able to properly place where the vagina is which is scary but so uh it bethany will probably fact check me here please do because i probably i've only listened to it once might not get it correct but it there's two different lineages of the word cunt one it's on page 24 Oh, Thank you so much. <laughs> One is from the word kundalini, which if mm. anyone's a yogi yeah. 
or, yeah. or desert kind of meditation, it, it, it is the life force there it is. and it's this powerful force and energy that we have. And that's, that's part of how Kunt came to be. And then there's also, I think it's Kuntas, if I'm remembering correctly, mm-hmm. Kunta, yeah. Kunta, uh, which, which is more uh, pertaining to the female reproductive organs. Is that like a Latin word? Did she say like it's derivative? No, uh, or? Eastern and African languages and then Sanskrit. Uh, no, Yoni is a Sanskrit word. Um, but if you look at it etymologically, this C-U-N, right, or from Kunt is the same as Cunnilingus, mm-hmm. right? So it has that etymology in the beginning of it. So it's all pertaining to that female area. So why are you okay saying Cunnilingus, but you're not okay saying cunt? Like who decided that that one was a bad word and that one was the appropriate terminology for going down on someone? Like why, <laughs> where did that come from? The more yeah. I read this, read this book, the more I'm, I was with Caitlin. I heard like pussy as like soft. Mm-hmm. Oh, pussy, which is not really, I embraced the word, but I didn't think soft. And the more I saw cunt, I think of porn, like fucking. Mm. So I think that's where I delineate like I've always said, there's like different ways to have sex, like sex, fucking, making love is kind of how I define it in my head. So I would put pussy in the sex and making love and the cunt in fucking. But now like, I'm like, oh, and I read the, you know, I heard, read, listened to the book. So I'm like, I forgot about the cunnilingus and the cunt part, but it makes me rethink it. And to, and to me, it turned it almost more into the goddess that she talks about you being. Mm. It made it more of a it became a name mm-hmm. more than anything else mm-hmm. that I could then like I will actually now all the time walk around the house saying pussy said and like <laughs> nobody is phased by it at all anymore <laughs> that brings in the element of fun she talks about too because at first I'm like oh pussy but the more she talked about how fun it was and I was listening to it with a male friend and we just started saying like, oh, pussy this and pussy that and oh, I'm going to flash my pussy or whatever. It, it did bring that element of joy and fun that is part of the divine feminine that she talked about. And uh, MJ, I'm right there with you now. I'm saying pussy all the time. I can't stop. <laughs> that would have stopped the riots in the Capitol. There's a bunch of women flashing pussy. Could you imagine? Oh it would have stopped oh it like that. Oh my God. Yes. I, I think we figured think out a counter protest. <laughs> you'll you'll get to the parts of the book as the listeners is that, that she talks about how women have used their pussies in ways to wake up people up and yeah. in different directions. But um I internalized it like, God, I can't imagine flashing my pussy. But then I realized I, what I do to Carl, like <laughs> I will do, I'll flash him like, and he's caught me a couple times like, through a window. I think someone's not going to see me and I'll flash. And he's like, he knows what I'm going to do. He's like, Unless you want Fred to see you, I would put that down. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> But I do it to shock him. And it's not sexual necessary. It's more to like throw an energy out there. Mm-hmm. Right yeah okay well, it, it hooks you <laughs> yeah did anyone have it like when you hear cunt pussy vagina uh uni like yoni sorry oh. um does anyone get a sense of it like i'm just curious from those of you who haven't spoken like your energy then now currently what you're in the middle of well for me i'm, I'm yeah. thinking i remember when i was young my mom because there were so many nicknames for a vagina or a penis. I mean, in my time, very few people said even anything close. I mean, you wouldn't have ever heard pussy 
you would God knows you wouldn't hurt cunt. And there would be like, oh, your tata or your wee wee. And my mom was absolute. You will call it a vagina. You will call it a penis. You urinate. You don't pee. All these proper names. So I was always so proud of. And I taught. I know with Aaron and with the kids, I was same thing. Very specific. No, no, we're not going to use nicknames here. This is what it is. So, you know, hearing the words, even though I have said pussy and I mean, I cuss up a blue streak. I'm so watching myself. So like, ah, hearing cunt, like, oh God, no. So it's kind of fascinating, you know, if I could, and I realize how even just a little bit I've read of the book, how, even though I thought I was not that inhibited, I'm like, shit, you've got a lot to learn here, woman. You know, so that I'm really hopeful. I don't know if I'll be saying cunt at the end of the book, walking around, but you never know. And cunt means life force, right? If we were to- I know, yeah, I know. I would love for you to go out in the living room, mom, after this and tell dad, like, my cunt is a life force. (laughs) He's gonna be like, I agree. Well, you know, when, when he used to write me when he was in the Navy and I was at a Catholic boarding school with nuns and he had horrible handwriting. So he would write, address all these envelopes. Like I had small breasts, so he would go two P's Gallagher. And then one time I got a letter at home, my was sent at home and on top, the return address was C-U-N-T. And my mom came out and she goes, did you see? And she loved Tom. She goes, what, do you see what he wrote on there? I'm like, uh oh, I actually, I didn't even know what cunt meant at the time. But so then I asked uh, Tom, we talked on the phone. I said, what the, what were you doing? Why did you do that? My God, my mother was like, what? He said, no, it means civilian under naval training. Oh, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) He knew what it meant, but I was like, oh, okay. So anyway. That's so funny. Yeah. I didn't know that. Also, they use it in Europe as like an insult, don't they? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really popular in Europe. Yeah. Caitlin and and Maida, any feels on the different words? And especially Maida, you're like, I know you speak two languages, Spanish and English, and just being in a multicultural, well, not multicultural house, but your family. Like, I'm just curious because you have a different take than me or maybe other people here. So, yeah, I mean, the first time I heard this word was in high school um, and it was not in an empowering way. Uh, similar with cunt. Uh, and it didn't, it didn't take until honestly social media when it first started coming up and, you know, uh, surrounding myself with friends that are definitely more, uh, invested and involved in their communities. So then sex education is a big thing. A lot of them work, uh, with sex workers in those communities. And that's where I really started learning that these words really are just what you give them power to that's what it is. So for years to me, I'm like, all right, those words, they're cool. You know, it's just, they're, they're just that they're words and they're, they can be empowering or, you know, and that all comes from the, at the end of the day, the person that's speaking it. So I'm like, if, so long as I have good intentions about the word and that's the power, you know, how I want to use them, then to me, at the thing is that these words are where you learn that 
how how they're used is what gives it its power because you can tell by the way someone says the word what definition they're trying to impart on the word so to me that's to me it's more so than the word itself it's how we use it in society for it to mean these many different things um and actually as people were talking about this i'm like you know, Spanish is so regional too that I'm, how many different words for pussy do we have in Spanish? Now I'm going to take that away as a homework assignment. Be like, what do we call in Mexico? And then what are they Can you tell us when you come back? Give us some new. Sure. Okay. I want to know too. I will. Yeah. So to me, there was a point in time where pussy meant weak and cunt meant bitch to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've been through conversations where, you know, the, the degrees of uh, when a woman is being unpleasant, how you would go through the mm-hmm. words and cunt is like the one at the end. And I was like, why? Just because it sounds harsh, maybe? I don't know. Um, and that is one thing that she does say, because I did actually get to that part of the book, is that that's one of the reasons she didn't choose the word because it felt too harsh. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting point for her to make in the book. I was like, okay, so, you know, and that's something that you hear a lot that cunt just feels harsh. And I think that's just because it's a monosyllable and it ends in the word T, but you know, it's. Mm. We're just getting analytical there. No, but <laughs> I, that, that's what no, I, do. I know. I love it. Okay. And then what about you, Caitlin? Yeah, I, um, I agree with Myra on that. It's the, the word cunt. I was old. Any, I've always been, as Aaron knows, very open about the words I use um, much to my parents' dismay, but I choose words and I say them. And, and when I started saying, I think I started like saying cunt as like an empowering thing in high school after I had like learned that my Canadian cousins and my British family always say it because that's just part of their like everyday language. I was like, well, I'm going to say it too. And I like to this day, I, I mean, people in my age group, I think are pretty open to a lot of things, but it's really hard for them to hear words that traditionally were taught, like growing up, you're not supposed to say, you're not supposed to hear. Um, my boyfriend's from like a really traditional family. And so when I say like cunt or pussy, I always see him like sh- shiver a little bit. <laughs> he like, gets like super uncomfortable for a second. And I'm just like, all right, we're just going to tear this. I'm just going to keep saying it until you like stop getting uncomfortable about it. And that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's funny because I, I, when we started reading the book, I I bought flowers and I first time they're like, oh, you bought yourself flowers, Izzy and Carl and, and Carl's. And I was like, yes, my pussy picked these. And he was like, oh, and then the next time I wrote flowers, he's like, did your pussy buy those? And then literally I walk in another room is he's like, oh, did your pussy buy those? And I'm like, yes, she did. She wanted these. (laughs) Okay, so the question we want to ask too is, um, have you ever, have you ever just kind of, we're all having this conversation prior to reading the book, so we're going to be able to deep dive in areas, but around your pussy, have you ever felt disempowered or where you've gotten stuck or where you're really the question I even more so is right now, where would you say you are around your experience with your pussy or your pussy journey and or? And everyone's just not everybody at once. Do you want to start Bethany? Maybe I'll start. Sorry. My actual actual pussy cat is on my lap now. (laughs) 
All right, the listeners have to know that we have Cheeto, the he's, very interactive podcast pussy. He heard us talking about pussies and, and he was he like, I'm in. in. Yeah. Um, what was the question? No. Um, Where would you say right now you might be disempowered or a little stuck well, around your pussy journey? Yeah. So I've done a lot of, a lot of work in this area, getting for myself personally, like really, I dove deep into it and wanted to really care for myself and like my pussy and like the way she needed the way I needed. And the, the biggest hurdle for me has been then in getting back into the dating world and then meeting men who are not as enlightened in this area and then trying to have relationships with them or trying to have sex with them. And you're like, how do I, it's like, sometimes it's something you can't teach, right? Like if someone's not there and also then wondering if I do want to teach that, right? Cause mm. it is sometimes. Teach it to the guys you're dating. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, and I don't have a problem saying like, slow down or like this, or, you know, like saying like, this is what I like all I'm so upfront. Like I'm so upfront now with guys. I'm like, let's talk about sex. Like, is it okay? You can feel comfortable talking about sex. Like, what do you like? This is what I like. Let's see if we're compatible. Cause I don't want to like take this any further <laughs> and then develop feelings. And we're not going to be compatible when we get naked, you know? Like, <laughs> So that's been my biggest hurdle recently. I'd say definitely this year. Um, and not making myself wrong for it. That was one thing that the book really gave me was, um, for one permission to be sexual um, and to honor that part of me because I am a very sexual person, very sensual too. It's not just about sexuality. It's also about sensuality um, and uh, being responsible for my own turn on. So it's not the, the man's job to turn me on and um, I can't blame him if he's not doing something that I enjoy, like, which is why I'm so vocal about this is what I like. So if I tell you what I like and you're still not doing it and that's on you, like, <laughs> So it's been interesting. <laughs> mm. Anyone else want to share their, where they are in their procedure journey, journey and maybe where there might be some potholes? Megan. Sorry, I had to Megan was muted. <laughs> uh, I feel like I was in a very similar boat to Bethany. Uh, I've always been very sex positive and open-minded to all sexualities and everything that that entails. I've been kind of the primary sex educator within my friend group and my family. And, uh, but it, within the past few years, there've been a series of emotional blow blows that have happened that caused me to retreat and make myself very small and no longer experience pleasure and joy because I was too busy taking care of everybody else. I completely neglected myself and became detached from my pleasure. And uh, that manifested in a lot of pain with my pussy. And, and I, I began feeling really disempowered because of that, because now not only could I feel emotional pleasure, I couldn't feel physical pleasure anymore either. And so this book has really opened me up to being able to connect again with joy just in life and pleasure with all things and pleasure with my body and with myself and really own that feminine power that we have and make myself big again uh, after making myself so small for so long. Yeah. I relate. I relate to that. Mm -hmm. Anyone else want to share? Yeah, so this is, yeah. 
Um, this is like super vulnerable for me to even share, but it wasn't until three years ago when I started law school and I made like a new group of girlfriends that I realized I had like never actually orgasmed or like masturbated and everyone was like wait what do you do and I was just like just too busy I'm like so stressed all the time I have this this and this that I have to do and my roommate was like you <laughs> she was like girl we're buying you a vibrator right now like let's go <laughs> we <laughs> like and I didn't realize like how disconnected I was for myself and I was just like not enjoying relationships with like guys so it's just like oh this sex is whatever I'm not really like getting pleasure out of anything and then I like reconnected um yeah like a couple years ago and I was like wow this is amazing like why did I like neglect myself for so long and yeah it's really just like kind of brought me more into this like light where I'm comfortable talking about it with my friends I have friends now who I've talked to and they're like oh yeah I like don't own a vibrator I don't do that I'm like well let's go downtown and buy one right Mm -hmm. now (laughs) like there's a spot so um yeah, it feels, I don't know. You don't really know that you're like disconnected in the moment. And then mm-hmm. once I like realized I was disconnected, I was like, holy shit, I have been missing out for so long. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And the book really goes into um, the conversation <laughs> about women, the importance of a woman tribe yeah. to be reflected, to talk like they will have a, you're going to have such a profound different conversation than you're talking to whether your romantic partner or men that women have a whole nether depth and opportunity. So, yeah. Well, just like she shared is how else do we learn about this stuff? We can't go to men to learn about our mm-hmm. pussies or our menstrual cycle or what's how we get pleasured. You know, they don't understand. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. So, and so I love that you had friends that did that for you. And now you get to be the, the friend who does that for, for other women. And it's so important to be able to have these really real conversations about like, this happened. Is that normal? Is that like, right. Is like, how do you like it? Or is that, you know, like having those non-biased, like non-judgmental conversations where we can teach each other. It's about uplifting each other and, and also giving us, giving our each other like honest reflections about like, yeah, I don't know if that's like maybe the best thing for you, or maybe I think you should do that. That's awesome. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> when my husband died, I think I got like seven vibrators <laughs> to the point where I think I got, I gave two away, but I still had like five. And when I met Carl, he was like, you gave them away. Is there what? In the goodwill? No, I did you give them to? Yes, I gave them to friends and they were still in the package. It's all good. Oh, I, oh, they weren't used. And he used like, them and say, oh, oh here you go. Okay. I don't know. Well, you <laughs> said <laughs> that one. How, how, enjoy- that's what I was wondering. <laughs> no, 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 no. They were all sizes. Oh, I- very interesting. What women, how they interpret. Some of my friends gave me like mother fucking gigantic ones. Some of them gave me little pocket rockets. It was, I was like, we should do a personality test. But I remember like when I met Carl and he opened, he went to my drawer and he's like, do you think you have enough vibrators? Is like one, is there like Mondays, this one and Tuesdays, this one. And I was like, no, they all give me different sensations. Yeah, and I got Carl. Exactly. <laughs> like, girl, you still need to get off. Like, this is not like right. Let's own. Let's own that. All right. Anyone else want to share about like where their potholes are in their own uh, pussy journey? Melanie moved, so yeah. Uh, well, I realized um, in doing the homework because I'm a Virgo, so I do give me a rule book and I'll follow it pretty much. Um, that 
the messaging that I had been given around sex, even though my family felt pretty liberated, but the only messaging that stood out to me was um, if you masturbate, you'll go blind and lie back and think of England. Like, what? Yeah, that's what you, that's all a woman has to do is just lie back and think of England. That's what sex is for a woman. Um, and that that's had been so weird. It, yeah, it really was. And then <laughs> the, um, I realized as I was working through the beginning of this, I was going through a really, really rough spell that I was thinking I needed to go and get testing and go to an endocrinologist because I'm probably on the premenopausal side at 47. I don't, I don't have hot flashes or anything like that, but it's probably happening because I have no interest at all, probably for a solid 18 months. And I'm married and our, our intimate life is good. And, but I just had no interest in it. And reading this book made me realize that it had absolutely nothing to do with anything physiological and everything to do with my own feelings of self-worth. That I didn't believe I was worthy of pleasure. And I didn't believe that I was worthy of um, the act of service of my husband taking care of me and making me feel sensual and special. And um, for years he tried to be romantic and I would just be like, no, no, don't do, oh my God, please don't do that. That's just so uncomfortable and I don't like it. And it made me open up to the feelings that when she was talking about buy yourself the flowers and make yourself pretty and do your toes, do all those kinds of things. It's like, God damn it. I deserve that. I do. I deserve that. I deserve romance and I am worthy of pleasure and sensual touch and all of these amazing things that my body can do. And so it was more this mental unlocking. And I had a very vulnerable conversation, which was really hard for me with my husband telling him, how I felt and what I needed and how I wanted him to ask him, could he hold space for me to change and allow me to go through this new space and explore this new part of being and explore being romantic and all those kinds of things again. And as soon as I had that conversation with him, it was like flip the switch and she was on and it was just like, let's go. And we were on vacation and it was like morning, night, morning, night, morning, night. And I was like, whoa, I am 100% like I'm in the middle of the day. She let's go. So it was like, I went from the Sahara desert to the Victoria falls and just <laughs> owning my own worth. It had nothing to do with anything phys physical at all. It was all in my head. It was all those, the self-worth and doing that work that she opened up the space for me to be able to do that work internally. And that mm. changed a lot. Wow. that's amazing fuck follow that one <laughs> I know I just yeah I felt that one <laughs> yeah <clears throat> I'm so happy for breath. you I love it yeah thank you for sharing because that's I, how many of you like just have been in that journey where it's been like I'm not I'm turned off like I don't know where yeah um that's how I got started on this journey because <laughs> I realized I was and I, and I had to go on this like deep dive of figuring out what was, I, what was wrong with me, right? There's something wrong with me. Um, yeah. So. And I, and totally I wasn't turned to off that. to him. I right. was turned off to me. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was the messaging that I had never thought about before. But when she said that you are responsible for your own turn on mm -hmm. and then gave some like practical things to do. Yeah. It was like, oh, you're 100% right. Yeah. 
It's so interesting because I had it like, so I obviously I love her, Brene Brown, and many of you have read. And it's like a pussy permission slip. It's Mm -hmm. like, here's your pussy permission slip to like be your own turn on. And I did it. It's interesting because this last week, Carl and I were with his family. So it was like 12 of us in a house, like in COVID and it was actually 11 of us. But, and we had like the kids with us, so four kids, kind of two in a closet, don't ask me about that. We could talk about child neglect or something that later, but we had two <laughs> kids sleeping yes. in a closet in the bathroom, two on a uh, pull out bed thing. And then Carl and I, and I noticed that I was pulling back from him, like getting more frustrated, getting, and I just kept thinking about the book of like where, and it wasn't as sexual, but it was more like, where can I turn myself on? in my life like where am I looking to him or something outside myself to feel fulfilled and I really was taking it on this last week of like where can I fulfill myself and I found me like I sat in bed one time and I told Carl I don't want to get the can you get me this cord can you get me a cup of tea like I just asked for everything to get handled for me so I didn't have to move and I swear to god I was like the queen of England like everyone just kept running in wanting to serve me and I had just shifted (laughs) from sitting there frustrated like, ugh, to like, you know what? I am in a, and I just sat in a moment of like turning myself on in the sense of like, I deserve to be taken care of. And then I just made the request. And then I had like one minute, it was, you know, five people drive me ape shit. And next thing, they're all running in trying to help me and serve me by the, you know, within an hour. So it was definitely some, you know, tweaking um, out, even outside the bedroom. I'm curious. I'm curious what mom being 70, given you have a little bit more ground covered than some of us. I don't, well, (laughs) I have more time. Time. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Clearly I'm sitting here going, holy shit. You know, you guys are ahead of me, but I also think the time and, you know, my you know, I grew up in a, my, first of all, my parents, my mom in particular, you could talk about anything, but this was in the early sixties and this was in a Catholic frame. Um, so it, I have, and I would guess, I, I think my mom, I think that time, so many of us were completely detached from our vagina, from our pussy. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Bethany from our pussy. I mean, it was, the pussy police apparently yeah. yes <laughs> pb in the house After this i'll be able to say it but it's going to be kind of like a that's okay take your yeah, yeah take your time you um, can say cunt mom <laughs> yeah that's better for her <laughs> i don't know maybe anyway damn it erin right. uh, right. it just you know to be aroused to be sensual to pay attention to that was wrong. I mean, I grew up with uh, my mom, God love her. I remember her giving an analogy as much as she said, you know, sex was enjoyable. We were at a department store once and we were, I've told Aaron the story. And in those days they had slips on display. You could actually touch them and all that, you know, if you were in a lingerie. So we we were standing there and my mom took the one on top she pulled it out and then she took the slip that was on the bottom and she said, look at how white 
the slip on the bottom is because it hasn't been touched. And look at how dirty the slip on top is, you know, because people have been touching it. And so there were mixed messages. I mean, I started masturbating at a very young age, super young. So I knew it felt good, but there was guilt wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. And how old I, would you mind me asking how old? Oh, I started God. masturbating. Probably between eight and 10, somewhere in there. And then the slip, did grandma say like, oh, dirty means if you get touched by a lot of no, she sexual partners. With, she finished it up with, God, what was it? What did she say? They'll, uh, they'll drink the milk from the cow, but they won't buy it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom used to say that too. They yeah. won't. Why would they buy the cow when they could get the milk for free? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that was how she ended up the slip analogy to the cat. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and there was a lot in my childhood that kind of gave a lot of mixed messages, but I was, when listening to MJ, I was really struck with, um, it really is less about sex. I mean, cause uh, first of all, I am also married to a guy who is all over. He'd do anything. Tom would do absolutely. He's adventuresome. If anyone, and we, you know, have enjoyed sex, had a lot of sex, he would love me to hang, do whatever, jump around naked, I'll walk around the house naked, he would be thrilled. He would toss the salad, he does not care, he would. That's right, and if I said, pussy, 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 cut, cut, cut. Yes, 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 more. Yeah, so. Can I have another? Yeah, (laughs) it's, so it's me, I almost started crying, because I'm like, the gift I've been wanting to give myself for probably most of my life is the freedom, the, the loving all of me and being able to just be free in that area and feel glorious. And when she says pussy to me now, that's what it means. She's not just talking about the the physiology between your legs. That's not what yeah. it means. It yeah. means the sacred femininity that is all of you. Yeah. And it, 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 that's why it's become almost like I have this, I have a theme song that plays. I sent it to Aaron and Bethany. Every single time I pick up the book, it that um, Lizzo song, good as hell plays <laughs> in my head. Every single time I pick up the book and I have like a vision in my head of this flower that connects to it. So it's become this whole thing for me that is so much more than just that physiological aspect. Yeah. No, I think it's much more um, about my own or my sensuality, just my, and I know I've experienced it and there's nothing more, probably one of the richest feelings in my life is when just like walking, when I feel good about myself inside and out and I'm walking, it is a glorious feeling. So, uh, and I don't know if I should even share this. Oh, fuck. Now you got to share them That means you have to now. Okay. So (laughs) after reading the first two chapters and I, and I was like, okay, you know, giving myself, you know, it's okay. And taking care of myself and actually feeling that arousal. It's been a while because I'm 70. So I'm laying in bed the other night and I actually, I had this sex sexual dream and I woke up and I'm like, oh my God, I am just going to do this for me. And there was 
I hate to say that I used to feel guilty or feel like I had to hide it if I masturbated or whatever, but I had, I just let go. I let my brain go, be wherever it wanted to be, be in the fantasy world and masturbate. It was great. And it's the first time I could just do it without any self-talk that was negative, you know, any self-criticism. Oh, I'm putting a lot out. This is that's just, awesome. I can't <laughs> that's that. amazing. It's hopeful yeah. that we are all going to still be masturbating at 70. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> there it is. Yep. You will. You will for sure, MJ. No problem. <laughs> uh, Caitlin or Maida or Megan, any shares or um, like potholes or where you might be stuck currently or where you want to like move forward in your pussy journey? I already shared on that front. So if Myra or Caitlin have any. Sorry. Sure. Myra's been drinking too much wine. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I finished think... my glass. So did if I. If you want to hear more from me, then I'd be happy. But... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, I want to hear me, from Maya. It was, I learned about sex in the very like clinical, this is the, reproductive byproduct of it uh, at school in the fourth grade my parents signed the paper and they absolved themselves of any conversation ever to this day me and my parents have never had a sex talk and I'm okay with that because I don't know I don't think we'd be on the same page about stuff that said I also grew up Catholic so every weekend we'd go to church and there'd be some bullshit about like Sex would always make its way into the sermon, especially because teenage pregnancies were a thing when I was a teenager. So there'd be like a lot talking about how like you don't, you know, you can't do this, blah, 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 et cetera. Um, so to me, pussy was always the physiological word. It didn't, to me, it never, there was never this empowerment, sacred element that you could separate from it. And on top of that, I have very, very painful periods. So to me, they were all in one. And I was like, I hate it. It's nothing. It felt weak because my periods put me out two to three days a month. And I'm like, what, what power is there in like not being able to function in the world when you're laid out in pain for two to three days? So it wasn't until I've like gotten older, I figured out birth control that works for me in a way that like really does empower me. Uh, and I'm like, all right, now I get it. Now I get that there's a difference between like, the physiological functions and this empowerment that comes from, uh, you know, having a pussy and honoring our pussies. So uh, I'm still on that journey. But to me, the point about we are responsible and we should treat ourselves and honor ourselves in the way that we want others to honor us too, to me is also about like, I'm a big uh, manifestation nerd which is exactly how you would do anything else. If you want to manifest something into the world, you have to already treat yourself and go about as if you already had it. So when I read that, I was like, oh yeah, that that's what that is. You're, bas you're basically already just manifesting pleasure for yourself by honoring yourself. And it just kind of clicked in that sense. So, um, but you know, it is a journey, always learning new things and learning new ways to connect to our bodies, you know? Um, and I'm just grateful that, you know, being in, around women that really have embraced the power of 
pussy that that has brought me a freedom to be able to talk to partners or potential partners. Like I'm very explicit, like this is what I like and this is what I want. Uh, because as Bethany said, if we don't communicate, how are they, how can we help them get to a place? Um, like I love masturbating, but I don't want pleasure to only come from masturbation. If I'm going to have a partner in my life, I want that partner to be a co-creator of that with me. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's still a journey. And I've just, I've learned that there's, it, it serves me to really acknowledge where some of the power or the definition that I've given to these words comes from, you know, having learned them in, in spaces that didn't even know what they were talking about themselves. Mm, uh, so true. kind of going about where like there's, yeah, I don't, that's all I have for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say something. Said. In education, depending, like there's just, I feel like educators are great and they're beautiful people, but I don't think all educators are sex educators. Like, I don't know who told my fourth grade teacher that he should be teaching nine-year-old boys and girls via like a video um, and then ask, do you have questions? But like, we're all sitting there like, what did we just learn? Right. Um, like, what kind of questions am I going to have for you? And that being like the extent of what you learn. So it's, I think sex education is one of those where like, there really should be a very, you know, specific educator track in school for those folks because it's so valuable and it's not just about the physiology there's a there's a bit about empowerment in there mm -hmm. to learn that like this isn't bad and you don't have to use these words in the playground to degrade each other yeah. uh so yeah also boundaries too you sex education is oh. massively broken especially in california yeah. and oh, it's yeah. you know abstinence only districts and things like that where you just even you cannot say and only the nurse can talk about these things and only these are the only words that you can say and you can and then there you know it's just it's a massively broken thing that doesn't empower men or or women or anybody who identifies as anything else and it it's getting better there's been a lot of reform done in it now but it is still massively messed up and in the u.s they aren't required to give factual information either for sex education what? I don't know. Yeah, they're not required. So how many of us learned that the hymen is this magical force field that blocks your vagina? And then because a man's penis is so important, it changes the physiology of your body and breaks this thing. Oh, I've, I've never heard yeah, that. Oh, wow. No, we no, think it's, if we think sex ed is bad in California, imagine what it's like in Texas or Arkansas. So much worse. <laughs> oh, God. So much worse. One, I had a, um, an experience where I was in a presentation and there was a picture of like nine different ways that a hymen, what it could look like. It was actual mm. physics. Like there, a hymen is not a one size fits all. There's nine to Lord knows how many different ways for hymen. Some hymens are never completely covered. They're broken from the get-go. Some women are never going to bleed when they have sex for the first time. This is just this fantastic graphic of all of these different things that it could look like and what it could be like and how all these different uh, myths that were dispelled about what the hymen is and what it looks like and man, the man's magical penis doesn't mm. necessarily break it so imagine all those women years ago who had to take like animal blood 
to oh. their bed with them because they had to prove that they were virgins on their wedding night. And they, oh. cause they would actually hang the sheets outside the window in the morning right. to prove mm. that the woman had been a, a virgin. And so they would take little vials of animals blood to bed with them and then drop mm -hmm. it on the sheets. Imagine how disempowered you feel as a woman if that was your reality. Right? Yeah. And we're like in the like royalty, people would watch them have sex the first mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Yes. That's what's true. Yeah. That's bad for all case. Can I get it up? I mean, Do I want someone right? like, oh mother of mm -hmm. God. And going back to what MJ said too, that really plays into what we still are taught that your first time is supposed to be painful when in actuality, if you're properly getting excited and going through the motions of allowing yourself to get aroused, sex shouldn't, I mean, it can, there's, you know, there's a lot of other things in play, there's no right or wrong, but typically if you're doing things to, and allowing time to get aroused, it's not. And yeah. so many girls are so scared that first time and so many boys don't know what they're supposed to do to take care or to to ensure a woman's pleasure and and it, it's really hurting it's hurting all of us and keeping us from enjoying sex to the fullest Absolutely. i was looking up research when before izzy and then also izzy's dad was um a teacher social science we had health too and he, I remember him telling me at the time, and then I re-looked at it, like how many females, like in middle school um, with sex, but also oral sex, he's like, and the research shows that girls are giving blowjobs exponentially more than ever getting oral sex. And a lot of the females are not getting oral sex well after having multiple partners. And that fucking pisses my pussy off. Like it just gets me <laughs> so mad. Yeah. Like I like world hunger, pussy's not getting eaten out. Like I get so upset. I don't know why, but it really like it pisses me off at like no end. So now my daughter has probably heard me go on and on. Like if listen, if they're not going to lick, don't you suck. Like fucking a like I don't care. Because I'm just like such a. It should be a slogan. If they're not gonna lick, don't suck. Suck. <laughs> they, if they're not gonna lick, don't suck because they suck. Like, and yeah. I'm not saying guys suck. <laughs> I'm sure there's education, but by golly. Oh, and I've even in dating, I I was I had like a rule, like I'm not gonna do it until you do it first, and that's mm -hmm. like, and I would tell men, and they were, and I was like, how many women have told you that? And the men I dated, never, a woman had, I mean never had said they expect this before they give it. And I yeah. just did it because I, it was more like screening. Like, is this someone that I want to be my lover? Right. And I was just appalled, not any in particular gender, just by the, the, the amount that it happened. So well, I think it's because it's the, the, the energy behind it is it's gross. I don't want to do it. Right. Yeah, it's that like it's, it's gross. I'm not going to put my mouth yeah. down there. So that's why it makes you so angry. Cause it's like, and that's what we're taught too. Is like, we have so much shame around the stuff that comes out of it, you know, or just the way it looks, or, you know, like you're talking about the different types of hymens, like all pussies look different too. And we're, you know, and it's just really sad how disempowered we've become around. It needs to look a certain way. Right. Or, or, like feel I don't know it's just it's the energy behind the I'm not going to do it it's like well why why are you not going to do it you know um yeah did anyone want to add a dynamic what, you don't have that same dynamic in female relationships either um you know mm -hmm. I've slept with both men and women and 
and men are much more apprehensive to talk about sex and talk about pleasure and what's going to get you off, which I, yeah. I always try to lead that conversation. But with, with women, it's, Hey, so like, what do you like? Do you like circles? Do you like up and down? Oh, do you like, love it. do you like licking? How do you like, and, and it, there's such an involved conversation about pleasure and they're so much more willing yeah. to go down on you and lick it and, and, and take as long as you need to get mm-hmm. off. There's no rushing it. And which she talks about in the book too, is, is not, not rushing your orgasm and mm. your pleasure. And, and um, it's just such a different dynamic and it all does stem back to our sexual education and us owning our pleasure and being responsible for it. Yeah. I needed a permission slip for that too. <laughs> it's, a, it's allowed to take longer than five minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had to, I had to actually talk myself through, no, 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 it's okay. It's not an item on your list that needs to be checked off. It can take yeah. as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. Right. That's literally a question that I ask you guys, like if I start dating them is like, are you willing to, <laughs> to go down to me until I come? Because it's going to take a while. <laughs> Bethany, can you make a list of screener questions to put it in the Facebook group? Yes, absolutely. I, I would love <laughs> yes. Let's co-create. That's fun. No, I, it's I totally. stopped talking to somebody because he wasn't willing. To, he didn't like doing it. And I was like, yeah, I just can't. I'm not. No. Can't do it. Deal breaker. Sorry. Like, I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a deal breaker. You don't want to eat my pussy then. No. <laughs> Haven't paid your taxes. Eh. Oh, yeah. you don't go down. Right? Fuck exactly. you. Like- exactly. No, that's so true. <laughs> Okay, so here's the question. I want to make sure um, so that we all ask, like that we know, is what do you, if you could heal or have a breakthrough in this process together, right? Like, what would it be? Like, I want, because one of the things that Bethany and I totally knew going into this was that we would be shoulder to shoulder in this panel, but then we have people listening going, yes, I find myself in Bethany. Oh my gosh, it's MJ. I find myself. Oh, Mida, oh, mother of God. Yes. That's so, I am, um, it's continuing that kind of vulnerable talk, but if I'd like collectively or not collectively, let me clarify reading the book and, or in this conversation, if you're like, if I could have this breakthrough or I can take this step, the question is, what would you want And feel free to jump in because everyone's just so you know, and just raise your hand or some indicator because uh, listeners, they're all looking very deep in thought right now. Okay. Caitlin, did you move? Is that like you have an answer? Yeah. I think, um, you know, just listening to what Bethany was saying, I want to be more like open and vulnerable with men when I talk about this, because it's so easy to talk to like your girlfriends about it. Um, especially my friends in like the LGBTQIA plus community, they all are very open about it and willing to talk about it. Um, and just being able to like, I don't know, talk to straight men about it and like give my guy friends some pointers and just be able to like break through with them. Like you guys, this is why you're single. (laughs) Like you're not, you know, doing what you need to be doing in 2021 to pleasure women. And I don't know, I think 2021 is the year women stop giving blowjobs before getting head themselves <laughs> yes that's my motto lady head <laughs> <I> love it <laughs> anyone else yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna break through i'm gonna pee- gonna- i'm gonna piggyback on that and say i think it's extending this conversation 
to men and being very direct with them about this is this is what we need and it's not just me right it's not just this one person you're talking to mm-hmm. it's every single woman so like if somebody makes you if a man makes you wrong for like you have unrealistic expectations or you know whatever they want to make you wrong for it I like actually saying to them, like, good luck finding a woman who isn't going to feel the exact same way. (laughs) That is, I think the breakthrough, because for me, I will make myself wrong. If like, especially from a man, because it's like this, just my childhood stuff and patriarchal conditioning in general is like a man is the one who's says how it is. Right. Or it's about him and his pleasure. So really not being afraid to stand up and be like, no, sorry, that's not how it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm piggybacking on that. It's like creating the space where women, where we're not just empowered to talk about women to women. Like, as you said, Bethany, for all of us to have that conversation with or, you know, that women feel empowered to have that conversation with men that they're barely meeting and casually talking to it. I'm one of those people where sex is one of the, you know, for me, it's important. So it's one of the initial within the first few days that I meet someone, we start talking about it. And recently, one guy that I started talking to, he was, he thought that a woman that wanted sex for more than five minutes was a rarity. And I'm like, who the fuck have you been dating? Yeah. And to, I said, I'm like, look, there's something that maybe no one else is going to tell you depending on the type of women who maybe are less secure or don't have like the comfort of the support that sounds really performative to me like they're yeah. telling you that mm. that's what they like because that's the vibe they're getting from you that you're not going to be able or want to have sex for more than five minutes mm-hmm. and then he labeled me as someone that sex with me sounds like a lot of work and I said okay <laughs> so I was like whatever it doesn't matter I'm like I definitely don't want that in my bed no uh, but you know, granted, I don't know how many women he's talking about in his little focus group, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, just, but I do know that that's the thing that happens, like us amongst ourselves, like, like, we'll let loose and we'll be really honest. But then, you know, when we're dating men, especially if we're not everyone is as vulnerable or vocal about what they want up front, you know, for if you have sex with someone for one or two times, and then you realize that's not what you want. But you know, not all the guys register that it's because they did something that you don't like. So you don't want to mess with them anymore. Uh, yeah. They're just like, Oh, it's just, you know, women <laughs> like, like that to me, I was like, I, I, I've never met a guy who was like, Oh, I just most women that you know, don't like he called it marathons. And I was like, well, I love marathons, but I also love, like, it's the spectrum. I didn't realize that I was not allowed to like anything beyond five minutes. It was just so bizarre. But so then to me, I'm like, okay, one, let's talk to men about this because it is for cis relationships, right? Because there's a spectrum of all types of relationships. Uh, And for it, for them to feel comfortable, like, let me ask my partners to, because not all women are going to immediately be able to be like, let me tell you everything I want. You know, men should also feel the onus to come equipped to a conversation to have that clarity for their own good too. Like, don't they want to be a good partner? So they should, I feel like they should feel equally uh, thrilled and responsible to have that conversation. Yeah. Mm. Well, what they don't realize is that, sorry, sorry, Aaron, what okay. the, I think what men don't realize mm-hmm. is that the more we're turned on, the better it's going to be for them. <laughs> the more open we're going to be, the more uninhibited we're going to be, the, you know, we're, we're going to let loose. And I don't think that that's, that connection is not being made. 
And I think too, I'm with you on the, like being with men, sometimes there was times when they were like, well, I've met someone that I haven't met a woman who said that before. And I'm thinking like, trust me, I'm not, might not have slept with women, but by golly, I fucking talked to a lot more women than you probably have had sex with. So I'm going to tell you that this is just be open to this. And I, I remember thinking, you know, dating, I'm going to be like, a fairy. I'm going to be like little Tinkerbell that's going to sprinkle new information and just trying to be like, if I can leave them better than I found them, that's the key. But it, it is interesting because I do think just knowing what I know about kind of gender responses, just I've read a lot of, you know, man, work management, women and men in, in the workplace. And sometimes with very, especially regarding like white males, but it expands beyond that. Um, will say, well, I know this. And they talk in like facts and that fits. This is Aaron's extrapolation from like, I know this, I know this for sure it work. And there's kind of an extrapolation that in other areas of your life want to like maybe being sex. Well, I know that women, like, I'll be like, oh, okay. I like a little like fingering and then touching my clitoris. And they're like, oh, really? I don't like, I don't know any women that want that. Well, because guess the what? I do like it. <laughs> And statistically, actually 50% or more of women do like both simultaneously. And, and they're like, and what I realized is I used to get mad at men for speaking like, well, oh, I don't like, as if I was at a boardroom with them having a conversation <laughs> about the fiscal impact of purchasing <laughs> this next item. But I realized, but that's just kind of how they've been trained socially. And so I try to be kind, but also firm on what I need, like, well, just so you know, this is what I need. And actually, I know a lot of people, but we can talk about that later. Just here, just do this now. This is what I want, you yeah. know, now. And I think that it is true, though. I think you're I right get a about that. They think yeah. because they put us all into one box and we're all individual people, you know, and I think that's a good thing for everyone to see is it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. We're all individuals. We like different things. It's about honoring that. And that's also what a relationship is about is like. You're not trying to fit that person into a box of like what you think they should like or do, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. listen to what I actually like and then give it to me. Otherwise we can't be in a relationship. <laughs> totally. I just, and I'll do the same for you. I just Aaron's new shirt is going to say, podcast. Aaron's <laughs> new shirt's going to say, my pussy invites you to consider. Yeah. <laughs> my pussy invites you to consider. Oh my God, we should make shirts. That's Two fingers, not one. Don't yeah. go in, you know, don't go in the stink. Stay in the pink. Let me just explain a lot of things to you, how I work. Yeah. <laughs> we on the back of the shirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The checklist. Is- Right. We, we should everyone can tell, personalize like, it. Everyone can personalize the back. We'll have tongues and fingers and thumbs, and you just say, you know, yes. it'll, be, it'll be like a human in design, but for the yeah. pussy. Yeah, oh there God. you go. Can that happen for us, Maida? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, can make that happen. Awesome. All right. So, mom, if you could have a sexual pussy journey breakthrough, what would it be? Um, well, I was thinking, um, you guys said a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I was, I, my mind kept, cause you guys talked about a lot of stuff, but I'm thinking for me, you know, I've had one, I haven't had a lot of sex with, I mean, dad's been my partner for 51 years. So, uh, but of anyone, what I would like to let go of is control. I have tried to control things. I've got a partner who would talk about it do all this stuff. And I am the one who kind of gets timid around the conversations, who uh, 
when asked a question, I really sometimes don't even know what to tell him. I mean, he'll ask me straightforward questions. What do you like? And I'm kind of like, uh, uh, so two things I would want to, uh, stop the self talk, that voice in my head that is just going, separates my body from who I am, from, you know, my heart. And so that self-talk, that criticism that, oh, he's going to touch your stomach. I mean, when we have sex, he, my tummy area, he knows is off limits. It's like the zone you don't touch. It's so funny because I can feel him. He goes all around it. You know, he'll get close and it's almost like he's touched fire and he goes, ah, like that. And so that would be wonderful to and then the first step is for me to embrace myself more mm -hmm. fully and my sensuality yeah. and, and all that, because that then will bring that, but also get away, really be able to talk, uh, to be less in control and be more vulnerable. I think, who was it who said, I think, was it Caitlin, you said vulnerable? Because I think I have a hard time being vulnerable in life in general. Um, so, but to take that into the bedroom and I've no doubt Tom would eat this up. All the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so those would be my breakthroughs that I would like to have. Oh, like would big, you? Like 70 year old, like, God damn I it. I love it. You know, yeah. just get here. I can't yeah, wait until the last recording when Kathleen comes back. She's like, oh my God, you guys, Tom and I were having the best sex the other night. And <laughs> I just started spewing yeah. all the details. <laughs> Yes. He motorboated right. my boobies and my <laughs> tummy, and I said, yeah. give it to me more. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, because I fucked this up. Who did not share Thank a you. breakthrough in their... Did MJ? MJ, yeah, MJ didn't MJ share. MJ and Megan. Megan. Um, mine, again, it's more of the, the mental, emotional stuff that, you know, the journey has already kind of begun that I want to come out of this, um, after these conversations and, um, just being in this conversation and knowing that I'm starting to build this community of sister goddesses who are going to help me be accountable to my best sensual self is already a super exciting prospect. Cause I don't have that. And it is a, a huge gap that I have. So I'm really excited to be surrounded by women who are open and, um, free and vulnerable and all of the things that I'm aspiring to be but I would love to come out of this um, fully confident in my belief that I deserve all of these things in my powerful femininity, because it's something I've been working on and in my own sexuality that I come out of this knowing that if I want pretty toes, stop being damn practical and like, well, nobody's going to see your feet. It's winter. It's stupid to paint your toes. No, paint your fucking toes. If yes. you want to have pretty toes and buy the flowers and do the things that buy the goddamn shower bomb that makes no sense just because <laughs> yes. it turns you on. Right. And yes, I can. I, I work hard and I get to play hard and I get to love hard and I get to have sex soft or hard. However, <laughs> I want to have it. That yes. Oh, that's awesome. It is amazing when you start choosing from an empowered place, like it even comes down to the fucking, bath bomb like do I buy the two one that target or do I get to go to like that luxurious little boutique that has that 
female made lavender organic fucking thing that I yeah. know I my pussy really wants. Like oh, totally. It's, it's, I noticed how I used to only buy like clothes and things and shoes if they were on sale. And I would never buy things at full price because I'm like, oh mm. no, I have to save. Right. But like, I'm like, but I really want it now. And I actually have the money to spend. So why am I not buying the thing that I want? Right. Like yeah. and everything, no matter if it's food, like clothes, anything. I'm like, why, why am I holding myself back from it? No one, I don't have a partner who's going to buy it for me. So <laughs> exactly. All right, Miss Megan, what do you want breakthrough? Do you, does your well, pussy want? <laughs> <laughs> I think it kind of, um, it does build off of what MJ and Bethany just said, because I'm also a self-denier. So if there's something that I want, I, or I always logic, I'm too logical about it. I'm like, well, what serve it? Like what, what, what purpose does it serve? There's no point in it. And so I, I, I just kind of muffle my pussies like, but I want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, uh, I think that really ties into what I want to work on and, and, or the breakthrough that I want to have and what I hope, um, listeners who, who this resonates with, um, will be able to have in the future of just honoring your truth and not making yourself small. I think a lot of us, we, we have that little voice, call it, you know, your pussy, your, you know, your higher self, your guides, whatever of, of that's, that's begging you to do one thing or another, take care of yourself in one way or another, or ask to be touched in one way or another, or to stop having sex if it's starting to hurt, or if you don't like what they're doing, it tells you to be quiet and, and that, that just keeps shrinking us smaller and smaller. And, and it's just us telling ourselves that we aren't worthy because in so many ways in society, we've been taught that we aren't. And I just really hope that all of us are able to come out of this, just really feeling powerful in our truth and speaking it and living it within ourselves and outside of ourselves and, and being big. We can take mm. up space. Yes. Yeah. B, do you have one, a breakthrough you want to have during this process? Me? Yeah, me. Me. <laughs> the B from the, the B. The B of the, the B. B of the B-ing. B-ing. Um, Podcasting. I just noticed that I, I've done, a, like, I read the book, like, a couple of years. Well, no, wait, last year? Like, it's been a while. I or listened to the book. And then I was recommending it to everyone. And then when Aaron and I had the conversation about the book club, I was like, oh shit, I got to get the book and read it again. Cause it's been a while. So I'm realizing how I'm not as consistent with some of the things like it did change my life. And I was able to apply a lot of it and embody it, but I still need to stay in the conversation and still daily do these practices because it's so easy for me to not be consistent with my self-care um, or the worthiness piece, or if I'm dating, say like some, a guy says something or does something that I don't like, I take it personally and I, I don't feel empowered around it. Right. Like, so all of those things, those reminders, um, it needs to be a daily practice for me. So that's the breakthrough that I, that I hope for is that I don't need to have a whole podcast in order to get me back on track with it, you know? <laughs> so what about you, Erin? I think for me, um, definitely like Carl and I are kind of going through a growth spurt um, or probably a mixture of a pothole growth spurt. And I think for us is I'm wanting to also redefine sex. We're at our like a little over two year period and I like variety, but I'm noticing I'm having a hard time saying what I want. I'll say it, 
but I think, I don't know this for sure, but I think he doesn't always know what the hell to do with it. Like, I want to like make love. And I think he's like, make love. What does that mean? Okay. I'm going to light a candle. Like, like I'm going to do one action that, and I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm getting frustrated. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You lit a candle. Like that's making love. So I realized that and I actually had an intuitive tell me, you need to break this shit down. He is trying to follow the breadcrumbs, but he's not sure what that means. So just listening to everyone, I am wanting to break it down a little. I'll break it down, but I'm not going to like necessarily hold his hand because that's also me when I, my pussy, I think as Megan said, and I think as MJ said, like, and Maida is like, I get small. Like I find myself getting small trying to accommodate. And it's like, okay, I want to find that balance of saying what I want and maybe breaking it down or asking, like, do you understand what I mean? And then, but still holding a lot of space of like, I, I want it all. And together we can have this conversation of I can have it all. And ultimately I fucking know that he gets off. Every time I get off, the man is like, I'm telling yes, you. Like, yeah, he's so excited. Men don't, if, if men don't realize that by now, like they need to have more sex with women who actually orgasm. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's really like, and it, so that's my experience. So that's what I want to do. I want to like, I can't, I don't know how to summarize that, but that's what I want. Well, yeah, I However think it's just being very that. direct, like being very direct and detailed. Direct with, and being big and yeah. not trying to like, oh, you not apologizing for it. That. You don't yes. want to apologize for this is what I want and I'm not going to settle for less than this, basically. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually something Izzy and I've tackled and she says, my 14 year old daughter says sorry a lot. And it came out of a conversation from the pussy book. And she's like, I'm not going to say sorry so much. Like I I'm not sorry. Yeah. And I'm like, that's right. So we're like having that conversation about even yeah, ooh, like backing up, anticipating you might have bugged someone, not even that you did. Right. So could I have make yes. a request that maybe we write down each of us like what it is we want? Because I know if I don't write it down and kind of be like you were saying, MJ, you know, to be not held accountable. I don't want it to be a harsh like thing. Hold space that, for. Yeah. Yeah. That can, that's part we can of can honor it for each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I up the ante a little bit? We have the Facebook group. What if we put posts in the Facebook group, some share of what we want to create. And I had another challenge is what if we take some self-care on, like, what does your pussy want? Because we're, it's, we're in the space of pre reading the book. And so we're going to start greasing the wheel. And I noticed, you know, um, posting a lot of women I've already started. I, um, there's a good handful, a lot more than women that are just here on the panel that are like, I started the book. I'm in the middle of the book. I finished I it. the fucking book. Yeah. She one was like, I finished it. I was like, dang. <laughs> like, dang. Yeah. So what if we, would you all be willing to post what you're desiring to get out of your process in this? And then one, maybe just a self-care, a pussy self-care. And then we'll, there'll be more challenges. Trust me, as we get further in the book, there's going to be things that all of us, just so everyone as listeners, everyone on this panel has agreed to do two or more activities suggested by the book. And motherfucker, some of them are like, talk to your pussy. And some of them are like really big ones. And I promise Bethany, I'm like, all right, fuck, I'll try whatever. I like, I'm Yoni egg. Here we go. Yoni eggs, which I (laughs) said, you need for forever. I mean, so, um, would you ladies, by an indication of a thumbs up, 
say yes, you'll post in the Facebook group what you breakthrough you want, and then a self-care, pussy self-care. Yes. Okay, awesome. Just so everyone knows who can't see this, they all said yes. <laughs> they did a pussy yes. If you want to know what a P in sign language, it looks like this, so like a pussy yes. This? This is P? Yeah. Oh, yeah. P, yeah. Oh my God, right. look at that. It's- yeah, I know, right? <laughs> a little clit in the middle. No wonder it's a clit coming out of your It's legs. like an upside down P sign, and then you stick your thumb in the middle between the legs, and that's a P. That's our sign for yes. So, so when we actually get to get together, we'll make a cunt cooterie, and all, all the things on it have to look like vaginas. Oh, yes. I'll have to come up with a cocktail, like a pussy cocktail or like yes. a clitini. Can't be called a cocktail because the word clitini. Clitini. <laughs> let's start. Clitini. Let's like start trending some new words. Clitini. Okay. If you're in the Facebook group, put some ideas for this clitini. Like, what should we have in it? Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll have like a totally. contest. <laughs> that would be oh, awesome. I'm so excited. All righty. Well, first of all, this is fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. My pussy is like doing this. It's bowing. Yes. She is um, so happy right now, except she has to pee, but she's also yeah. very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I sneezed. I think I just peed myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, ladies, for joining us. For all who's listening, we will be coming back three more times. So this is just the beginning. And this is pre-reading book. We do have some people that have already finished the book on our on our group, and we have some that are maybe five pages in, but said a whole chapter. Um, I'm seven pages in. Seven, <laughs> I'm so close. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but stay tuned. We will be posting. Um, so it's basically how the podcast is going to go. Every other week will be the panel until we're done with the book club. So join us on Facebook, which, Megan, it's um, our our pussy book club is called it's a being experiential book club on facebook so join us there and we'll be talking all things pussy yes thank you all right thank you everyone bye